Hey everybody, welcome to Rain City Supercars, episode 22, and this is my podcast, and Nick is here with me. Yeah, we'd like to thank our, our special sponsor, the uh, Taylor Chick at uh, Nordstrom's for calling it Dan's Podcast, so I'm a guest today. <laughs> <laughs> we had to throw that one out there, because I know she's listening. So. Rain City Dan's Cars. <laughs> Today we have, uh, as a guest, we have uh, our good friend Jordy, who works for 425 Magazine, and it just so happens that pretty much everybody we know who's advertising works through Jordy. And the funny thing is, is I knew Jordy not from the car scene, actually. We have several mutual friends, and we just happened to cross paths. And then it turned out that we knew all the same people, which is often how this goes, as you've probably detected that, that that's a theme in almost all of our podcasts, is that... Everybody pretty much knows everybody, so it's a good idea to be nice. It's amazing the people you see at the court-ordered uh, meetings. Right. It's just, you know, it's like, <laughs> hey, wait a minute, I know you. <laughs> Jordy, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming to join us. Um, Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Como estas, Jordy? <laughs> I'm Indian, Nick. Wait, you're not Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> We've been joking about that with the Super Troopers all night. <laughs> You big, beautiful brown man. <laughs> I guess everyone's going to know who I am when we uh, meet people at RTC Exotics now. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, yeah, Jordy, uh, like I said, we've directed many of our clients to Jordy. Um, uh, not just friends, but people are, have been like, oh, yeah, I know Jordy. I work with Jordy. Uh, Amanda from Drivers Club just met Jordy, and now we're all having a happy hour together a couple times a month. Scott and Katrina from Concorso know yeah. Jordy as well. I mean, yeah. he's... You, you really are the hub of so many wheels with people and the fact of your social circle with the with 425 has really expanded out into the car world especially here i mean since i know kevin bacon personally i mean the degrees are who doesn't <laughs> and now i want bacon Thank one degree you. one degree yeah bacon does sound really good I hate that wait bacon. a minute do you know kevin bacon <laughs> oh yeah oh <laughs> one degree pal one, one degree? degree yeah one degree of separation for oh you're his token indian <laughs> guy i get it <laughs> He calls me pork belly. That's weird. <laughs> Nick literally almost just spit out his water. Actually, it's water this time because we need a whiskey sponsor. You, you won that one. Well played, sir. Well played. Speaking I, of, I went to a place in Issaquah. You said bacon, and I'm going to tell everybody this because yes. the best I ever. Black duck in bottle in Issaquah. It's the, yeah. So anybody from the east side probably knows the area it's in. It's right across the street from Mule, actually, or at least their old location. And... Uh, the best bacon on the planet. It's that uh, pork belly bacon that's like a quarter inch thick. Oh, so man. you kind of like, I was like, oh, I'll get a burger with bacon. I'm going to splurge on this thing. Yeah, I basically got the equivalent of two burgers worth of meat. And there was no way I could finish it. Jordy, can you think about the amount of burgers they could make out of you and I? <laughs> the amount of pork belly on me? I mean, come on. You know. Future sponsors, Toilet Green. <laughs> Since we're on radio, you can't see the six-pack that Nick's staring at. Oh, so. yes. You, you mean, yeah, the one that's on the, tr the Brainier six-pack? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. It's going to go down just fine uh, to, uh, you know, tan my pork belly. Um, Jordy, can you give us a little bit of background on, on how you ended up at 425? I mean, if you're in the Pacific Northwest and haven't seen a, an, an episode of 425, or an episode, uh, an issue, an issue of 425, you're obviously blind because it, it is like the premier luxury magazine in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, we um, we launched 45 Magazine about 15 years ago, uh, maybe 13 years ago, and really was just catering to the females. The affluent east side uh, really was starting to really blow up at the seams back then. Uh, you know, we had Seattle was just inundated with uh, similar type of magazines, but we launched 45 to really target the affluent east side female uh, us males were being completely neglected. So I really was recruited in and uh, brought in to launch 425 Business Magazine. So that is really reaching for that top 5%, going after that corporate male. Um, it's since changed quite a bit. Apparently there's some women that are really good at business here on the east side. Or just a few. Just a few, yeah. to, name a, to name a few. So, so you're helping shatter the glass ceiling? <laughs> exactly. And watching the men fall to the bottom where they deserve to be. <laughs> no, we love, we love our women in business. So, Absolutely, um, yeah. So incredible stuff. Actually, I can, I can throw a shameless plug. We have an incredible event next Wednesday at Maidenbauer called Women to Watch. Uh, just a phenomenal event. We're going to have amazing speakers. Think of TED Talks 
uh, five speakers. It's just incredible, really inspiring for, for women. So if there are any women listening to this, Nordstrom girl, make sure you come to... Uh, you're not, you're not calling them Teddy Talks, right? You know. <laughs> oh, man. It's <laughs> like the most insulting name ever. I kind of love it, but it's awful. Um, this will actually, unfortunately, this will air after that, but I will put a post oh, up on our right. page for that. So thanks for bringing it up. Um, yeah. Again, though, like I said, a, a great thing about 425. Uh, Jamie June got her start advertising with you guys, I believe. Yeah, she did, and she's actually a friend of mine as well. So. Yeah, there you go. So another That's small another one. one that everybody seems to know. Everybody Jamie. knows Jamie. Yeah. Love her. Absolutely love her. Yeah. yeah. She's awesome. Um, yeah, so 45 Business, we launched about four years ago. Um, we had Tesla there at the launch party. We were right here supporting the Bellevue Art Museum. Just really fun. Love the east side. Love what's happening here. Uh, I think most can relate that I've never seen Lake Washington get so wide. The east side and Seattle are two very different cities now. And so uh, we just love what's happening here on the east side. We love the events we're putting on. It's, it's just great to connect with people. And uh, that's part of why I love RTC Exotics. I love the community that's starting to build there. Not starting, uh, blowing up the seams. I yeah, love it. it. It seems to it, we it grows every single year. This year, I'm sure, will be the biggest opening day ever, as it seems to be every year. We hope so. I mean, and we've been through our partnership with Revan Town Center advertising with you guys for yeah. many years. It's been part of our our deal and has gotten us a ton of exposure through that magazine. It's and it's been a lot of great people that have have found us through that. Yeah, and uh, in fact, that's funny. Today, Redmond Town Center supporting you guys again, launching the uh, RTC Exotics for the year. Uh, that was on uh, on our e news feature that went out today. So, shout out to Jessica at RTC. Yeah, she loves you guys. So we love you, Jessica. Yeah, <laughs> we need to get her on here. Actually, I'd love to have Jessica on here someday. Just, let's make it happen. That woman has more personality than I do, which is not hard. It's just, you know, look a six pack. <laughs> She's a little cuter than you are too. I look like I got beat in the face with a track shoot compared to Jessica. You're perfect for radio, Nick. Oh, well, that's a wonderful line. I'll have to write that one down. I think the phrase you mean is I have a face for radio. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. I don't look like a tomato. Well, um, as usual, this is a car show. So tell me more about your car history because Jordy is a car guy through and through, which is probably why he connects so well with all of our automotive friends and accounts and why he does so well at that. Uh, you're driving a BMW now. You've got two BMWs right now. Two right? BMWs, yeah. So I have a new 535, uh, the new body style. Uh, bought that as soon as we found out we were going to have a kid. My uh, my old 330 coupe was not the best for a car seat. So I uh, decided I need to be a grown-up and buy a big oversized sedan. For those of you who have grown up driving a 3 Series, the 5 Series feels like a land yacht. Just to give you a heads up. So, uh, love both cars. I was doing a lot of commuting at the time. So, uh, really love my 5 Series for getting on the freeway. Uh, unfortunately, you never get to go above 25 uh, if you're driving on 405 anymore. So, it's not as fun as it used to be. Yeah, so around here, it's, it's, it's <laughs> tough to have a vehicle like the 535 that just loves to go. Those twin turbos love to spool. And that you never really get to stretch its legs. No, it's, it's a new chassis. Is it a single turbo? Yeah, single twin power turbo. Yeah, so N55, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so um, I have to say, you know, I have the Sport, Sport Plus. I don't know what the, the dynamic sport package. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's truly like having two separate cars. Um, it changes so many different things on the car, chassis, uh, throttle mapping, suspension. I mean, it is, it is a lot of fun. So yeah, my Audi is the same way. The Audi in sport mode is night yeah. and day. Yeah. Uh, the GTR was the same way. It's funny how much of a, a difference that is in cars now. It's, yeah. Like you would think it's just like, you know, oh, I don't know. I, I don't expect it to be that dramatic, but it feels like a whole different car. Like you said, it truly does. Especially yeah. in BMWs. I've driven the N54, N55, uh, What's the little F20, the the turbocharged four? But they're all the same. Like yeah. Sport mode and regular, is just, it's just like, why why would you ever take this out of sport mode? No. And the only thing I think of is for the stupid EPA numbers that nobody, <laughs> that are complete BS. But They just need it for those numbers. Yeah, I swear to God, this must be the only reason it exists. Because once well, you've it, had it, you're like, it's like a routine. It's like getting in my Corvette. It's like car on, sport mode, turn on the uh, automatic rev matching for the manual. And that's like... Just, the starting sequence? Yeah, it's literally like the sequence of panels. I've even written uh, Chevy about it. It drives me nuts. I'm like, why don't I just have a solid switch like i just want to turn this on so that one when my, switch when my key's in here it knows this is how i love to drive my the car red key you a, need a, a red fun key. button yeah yeah well you, I mean, bugatti's got it like the you red get key. the bugatti and you yeah. put in the red key and it gives you everything you want yeah my uh my my wife's uncle has a boss 302 mustang and that was 
That was his favorite part was when he got that red key. He loves to talk about the red oh, key. Oh, he's got the so. new one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great car. It thing's Does a monster. Does he have a hard time controlling it, keeping it off the curbs? They like to jump curbs, but yeah. <laughs> I have a sport mode in the Triumph, but you have to be going downhill. It's a long story. <laughs> and the steeper the hill, the faster it goes. <laughs> That's true. Especially Lean with a, forward. <laughs> it's such a fun little car, though. So true story, when you're driving Nick's Triumph, or just if you're in Nick's Triumph, you can reach down and touch the ground at any, because like the rust. No, it, it's just, <laughs> no, it, the doors so are low, so like, short and you're so low. You can really can. Oh, you could absolutely, I mean, you could, the joke always is that you could sharpen your fingernails on the pavement because the car, you sit so low that no matter whose arms, like. You can I, really just reach well, out. No, I, the, yep. the point where I, I've taken people, like friends of mine's children, and I have to like go, you keep your arms in the car. Like, you really don't have to, you usually don't have to say that to a child, like, keep your, this is not a roller coaster, keep your arms and legs in the car. Is this a TR6? No, uh, 1959 TR3. TR3, wow. Yeah, a little see, green you one. You've seen, seen it at the one show. One the oh, okay. Registration green one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, that's it's, awesome. And usually it's just a little lower when I'm in it, but that's uh, <laughs> it's an aerodynamic issue. Yes. <laughs> it's, aerodynamic. The, it's the Sport Plus. It, it, no, it's the Pork Belly Plus. <laughs> Just drag. <laughs> For those who have been following forever, we are still working out twice a week and getting our butts kicked twice a week. The problem is I think we really like food a lot. So instead of just losing a bunch of weight, we're just gaining more muscle and not really gaining more weight. But that's not as a good thing either. But what are you talking about? You only ate two half meals today for dinner. so Two half meals. One whole. It worked out perfectly. Oh, and they were both salads. Havesies. Mm-hmm. Havesies. Right, yeah. You two both sat there and ate the whole cast of ducktails. How nice. <laughs> that was Tuesday. Yeah. Today This was, was true chicken. Yeah. True chicken. Actually, we went to the Goose, which is pretty hilarious. Nick and I love dive bars. That's no secret. If it's a dive bar, Nick and I are usually happy in at home. if you know us, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, we're happy in at home. Eating. Shorties. Shorties is the name of the creepy clown bar down in... Um, Soto. Yeah, in Soto. Yeah, yeah Shorties. Sorry, thank you. That place is pretty. That place is popular. That was in the Ed Sheeran video that he shot down there. I don't know if you knew yeah. that. Well, any yeah. place with tables that are. Sorry, I, I, it came to me. And, no, know, it's good. Know, everybody and people will know the creepy clown bar, but that's yeah. Yeah, everybody needs to know a creepy clown bar. What so a wait, place is this for a, a plug? Is is this a plug? If if, if you if, <laughs> like Dan just said, if we we can find these bars. They kind of find us sometimes. I mean, nothing still beats our favorite bar, which is the most remote bar in Washington. The Brooklyn Tavern. The Brooklyn Tavern. Hmm. So. Yeah, so yeah, I, awesome. I was on a mission for the most remote. Uh, you know me. I, where open can I road. drive? Where can oh, I drive? Open to road. Open road on the license plate. I'm like, where can we go to the middle of the woods and get drunk? Oh, <gasps> I got an idea. Found a bar <laughs> with a spittoon that runs through it. Yes. Wait, is this the one in Cleon or no, Roslyn? This is in Brooklyn, Washington. Brooklyn, it is Washington. South and west of Olympia. It is a logging bar that is literally what twenty or thirty miles on each direction from. A anything city. yeah it's a logging i mean this wow. is the type of bar that these guys came out of the woods after logging i mean it, and i'm not joking it has a running spittoon, spittoon in the middle of the of the bar you can spit in it but you can't piss in it quote <laughs> quote from the bartender they had just gotten credit cards when we got there and it wasn't really working there's no tvs there's a pool table each bathroom is covered with wallpaper of a different um that's i was gonna say species but um uh, it's playboy and gender. hustler yeah. in the men's and wow true girl oh, yeah. in the women's true logger it's bar. a classy place and all all the doors are weighted with like like lines that go across and you know it, it's just it's it's a logger bar i mean it's just oh, it, but it's it's you gotta go there it yeah. is a portland seattle nightmare because this is the most un-pc place you've ever been to in your life it's pretty amazing and you're like, this place is total trash. And I'm like, I love it, and I can't wait to go back. But what about the hipsters that are dressed in the logger outfits? They would probably get beaten up there. Would they fit in? I didn't get beaten up. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had my nicest Ralph Lauren logging shirt on. They're like, that's a lot of plaid. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, it's a plethora of plaid. Thank you. Plethora of plaid. Oh, yeah. But anyway, we had dinner at the Goose, and they actually have a decent teriyaki burger. So we got to hand it to Goose. Um, Wings were good Casey, too. Casey, that was her name. That was our waitress. Go say hi to Casey. She was nice. She's Wonderful. the one with the bear tattoo. Yeah. Baby bear tattoo. Yeah. Baby bear. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to dive back into the BMWs. Oh, so yeah, cars. That's what I'm, we're here for. I'm a, <laughs> oh, that's why we're here? I'm <laughs> How a total. Dare you try to keep us on topic? <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a total BMW guy. Never knew why. Um, my, my best friend growing up across the street, we literally lived across the street from each other, always obsessed with cars. From the time we were little kids, we'd be out on the street riding our bikes. 
and all the rich people lived at the top of the hill. We lived halfway up, so we knew where our place was. But every day we'd hear a 911 turbo You're setting me up spool up the hill. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we'd hear a 911 come spooling up the hill. That was the deni- that was the local dentist. We had a couple doctors. Of course, they all drove wagoneers with the wood, you know, with oh, the yeah. wood sides. But then one of our neighbors drove a five series, like a a five twenty eight sport. Um, this is back in the eighties, mid eighties. No, yeah, my my dad had a nineteen eighty five five thirty five. And I've yeah. talked about this before. And at the time, it was the most powerful four-door sedan in the world with 185 horsepower. Oh, that's wow. surprising for That's 85. incredible. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So, that's I mean, yeah, terrifying. I mean, it was, yeah. it was the classic red BMW with gold BBS wheels, which nobody oh, quite knew oh, BBS man. wheels. Yeah, I mean, I, it's actually, in fact, I think it's in Seattle. But I understand this. The, the, the obsession the, oh, yeah. with that exhaust note, I can tell you right now if one drove by right outside your window, did I'd be able to tell you. It the center exhaust? Like, it did. Like, it right did. Yep. Yep. And so this guy, I mean, little did we know. I mean, I, honestly, I just realized this about a year ago. But when we were little kids, we'd hear that car coming up the hill. And both of us would ride to his garage as fast as we could. And he'd come whipping in. And he'd leave the car running so me and my buddy could both jump in. We're, I'm talking we're like seven, eight years old. And so we would hop into the car step on that gas and just sit there and listen to that exhaust note inside the garage with the door open. But we just important footnote. <laughs> had to make sure. Had to Come make on sure into we... the garage. I'm good. <laughs> we we should until we passed out. <laughs> this looks like a really well built garage with not much ventilation. I'm good. There's a lot of stuff in the rafters. <laughs> Might need to start this story over again. <laughs> um but anyways, we we never realized as kids that the obsession was starting yeah. with BMWs. And funny enough, we were talking about six months ago, I ran into his wife. This is 20-something plus years later. I ran into his wife. He has since passed. But when I ran into her, I was driving my first BMW, and I was telling her, it's because of your husband that we both found love. Me and my best friend both, we both ended up buying our first cars. Well, not first. First real cars, we both ended up buying BMWs. Both bought three series cars. That story was going different. You know, he's thinking, you made my best friend fell in love because of you. (laughs) That's lovely. My best best friend is a 330 coupe. (laughs) You love what you have to love. (laughs) But it was just really interesting. Years later, I mean, how would we have ever known that both of us would have fallen in love with, you know, buying BMWs as kind of our first real car? Uh, it was just kind of cool to think back to like being kids and hearing that exhaust come up the hill, that thrill of, but you know. I, I had I had somewhat of the same childhood as you did, and that's why I fell in love with BMWs. But it's amazing how you can gain a loyalty for a car that you really have. I mean, had he driven up the driveway every day in a Mercedes, you would now have a love for Mercedes, a wonderful brown or a brand or an Audi. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm a, a wonderful kid. brown. <laughs> You're a lovely. <laughs> it's a lovely brown. I, I'm just saying, like, I, and I, I to this day, I said that I think I think Dan's question to me, and I have other people that are like, why don't you like Mercedes? Well, I grew up with BMW. Why would I like Mercedes? Like that's it's like saying, well, I grew up in New York, but I, I don't like any of the teams. What do you mean you don't like any of the teams? You know, <clears throat> my C63 was the single worst car I've ever owned, and I owned an RX7. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Oh man, my C63 AMG to this day takes the cake of. I would rather drive my old RX7. Corolla or my '92 Sentra than another C63 <laughs> AMG. Didn't Christmas tree, you, Christmas tree, you on the? Like, oh yeah, every, every light came full on. speed. Yeah. Oh, fine. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that oh thing spent. It, I had it for a year, and it literally spent more time in the shop than I had driving it. It was at no fault of Mercedes. Mercedes and Linwood, by the way. Thank you if yeah, you're still listening. Great. They they covered everything and made sure it was as good as it could be. But that car, it was not. It was all except for the transmission was the fault of the previous owner who had abused the crap out of the car, and I did not mm. know that when I bought it. Um, and rebuilt it poorly. Not it wasn't a rebuilt title or anything like that, but just they had mechanically not taken care of the car, and that is not a car you can be lazy with. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, except I for the was using Mercedes as an example. But go ahead on your sorry. Soapbox. It's it's it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a sensitive spot. Well, tell us how you really feel, Dan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll say Mercedes of Linwood is excellent. Yeah. Call me 
if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually, I mean, They've speaking been, of that. I guess they're Mercedes of Seattle, technically, but they were in Linwood. Well, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mercedes yeah. Linwood, they were, they were our main sponsor because of where they were with uh, the Chateau St. Michel stuff years ago. That's right. Yeah, that. they, because as weird as it is, Woodenville is in their territory, not... Uh, uh, barrier, not barrier anymore, but yeah. So yeah, I guess as the crow flies, I mean, yeah. down 405, they're just straight there, so yeah. it's not that far. Oh, that's kind of interesting. I wouldn't have thought of that. Huh. It's yeah. time for all three of us to reconnect. Yeah. Time to walk into Mercedes. <laughs> ah. it, was, it, it was the worst transmission I've ever driven, though. Still, still is to this day. That's really interesting. And it was the one part that didn't break on me, but <laughs> it was still, that thing didn't know a gear to save its life. It would be like, you'd floor it and be like, maybe I'll downshift to third. Maybe I'll downshift to not at all. Maybe I'll just stall between gears for like two oh, seconds and then man. decide. It was, and that wasn't even broken, so whatever. So if I showed you a picture of that car and said, where did it break? You'd just circle the whole car. Well, like I said, I mentioned it in my profile on the exotics page. I sold it to a guy who was a total cokehead, like seriously. Oh, perfect. And like two weeks later, he wrapped it around a tree. And, oh. I, and he survived. I don't know, fortunately, unfortunately, I don't know. But uh, he just, just totaled the car, and I was like, well, all's well that ends well. I was glad it ended that way. I don't know. At this point, you got to think maybe the car wrapped itself around a tree. Yeah. Is. All I know is that vein in your forehead definitely has been popping, <laughs> pulsating since we since we started saying C sixty three. We can't have him die. Nobody will be able to edit this podcast. Um, well, it's his podcast, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, who would edit Dan's podcast? <laughs> so, to the state, you think your five series is their favorite car, or the three thirty? The three thirty was the the kind of your your foot in the door. So, yeah, you know, I spent. That was my first Beamer. I spent a lot of time. It's got a lot of miles on it. It's a well-loved car. Uh, I did some autocross in it, so learned how to uh, upgrade brakes, brake lines, uh, the value of a ex- well-made sport tire. Oh, yeah. Um, changes the driving experience completely. So we talked about that at dinner tonight. Sometimes it's worth spending the extra money to get good rubber. Oh, yeah. We have a whole show that starts with that. Like The first thing you mod, if you're going to mod your car, is not suspension, intake, exhaust. No, it's tires. You get a good Changes everything. Changes yeah. everything. Um, all my two options for my Corvette, you know. Yeah. <laughs> two tires. You get the better one. Yeah. It's worth it. Well, no, not really. You get the Sport Cup, which is if you drive it between 65 degrees and up then it's the perfect tire if you ever uh, drive it without that to like what down to like 55 degrees you get the final super sport right. which is still rock hard <laughs> below 50 degrees but that's two options anyway all right let's take a quick break and we'll talk more cars and uh, a little about your a little bit more about your history which is pretty interesting so stay tuned hey everybody this is dan from rain city supercars rain city supercars is brought to you by m squared fitness personalized fitness and personalized performance nick and i are both members at m squared and can personally testify to the great results you can find m squared fitness at m2-fitness.com or on facebook or instagram at m2 fitness redmond mention rain city supercars and get your first visit free but remember you've got to mention rain city supercars welcome back to rain city supercar dan's podcast and i'm nick his understudy I'm hoping to work my way up the ranks. Right now, I'm just head of janitorial, but I'm hoping to get back up there. But we're coming back with Jordy. How are you, Jordy? Good to see you again. Good, good, good. (laughs) Oh, man. Jordy, um, I know you weren't born here. Uh, You moved over when you were younger, though. You started, what, you eight? Three years old. Oh, you were three years old. Yeah, yeah, when we moved here. Yeah, so I'll share a little bit. Um, My family's from India. Mm -hmm. Uh, My dad had a great opportunity with an uncle of mine, um... My dad used to work for the British Council, and so um, had a lot of great connections from that. Uh, him and my uncle started the first Rolls-Royce Bentley dealership in Kuwait City in the late 70s, early 80s. So you can imagine. That'll never happen. That'll never take off there. <laughs> There's just not the wealth that What a cars. dumb yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, right? Terrible idea. <laughs> well, you can imagine in the late 70s, uh, it did sound like a crazy idea in the beginning until yeah. the oil started flowing so it was kind of a crazy idea and the the brits really wondered if this was a good idea and uh within a few years they realized it wasn't a good idea it was an unbelievable idea Uh, i still remember stories from my dad and my uncle when i was younger of rolls royce would fly in from london and they just they'd never seen anything like it the first uh you know the first shake to order a dozen rolls royce in every color they'd never seen anything like it most people 
in that era would own one Rolls Royce for the rest of you know for generations to come. They would it would be a family heirloom. Dan and I we we, we only have one right now. Just, you, know. <laughs> you guys are struggling. Yeah. Is that or McLaren F1, and you know, not all of our decisions are good. Okay, to be honest, we own the Volkswagen from Cheech and Chong with the Volkswagen Rolls Royce brand. Or no, so what is it? Yeah, the grill, the grill in front. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I still want that. Go to military school with the Finkelstein kid. <laughs> I have no idea that your dad did that. Did they, so yeah. did they go? Did they did they come up with this idea, or did they did they go to Bentley and go to Rolls Royce and say you should yeah. you should do a dealership? So actually, interesting story. So I should rewind. It actually started because the British government, I'm sorry, the Kuwaiti government started getting the money first. So they wanted to build up the infrastructure of the, the government vehicles. So buses, trucks, all the infrastructure. So that's how it started. They started importing these British commercial vehicles, buses, all that stuff. Uh, and then within a few years, uh, some of the civilians, some of the, the citizens started earning that oil money and some of the, you know, some of the shakes. You mean the royalty. Land. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, a lot of uneducated desert people with more money than they could spend in a lifetime. Hence the decisions to buy, I don't know, 14 Rolls Royces, drive them into the sand and just wait for the Range Rover to come pick them up while they, uh, Go drive another one and into the sand. They still do that. Every time I see one of those <laughs> images of like, oh, we opened this garage and there's a Jag XJ220 that somebody forgot about. Buried in the sand. Yeah, I'm starting to think of wonder if we should go to Adam and Shaheen and see if we can borrow a Rolls Royce to go to Moses Lake someday. <laughs> <laughs> Adam and Shaheen are salesmen at uh, uh, Lamborghini of Bellevue. Uh, I guess Bellevue. Lamborghini, Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce Bentley. Bentley. And McLaren and now. McLaren yeah. now, yeah. And also clients of Jordy's. <laughs> I'm sure that'd That's be an right. easy sale. Can I borrow a Range Rover? And, and a Rolls Royce. We're going to need to tow, and maybe a flatbed. Don't ask about the flatbed. Don't ask questions. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. This 8,000-pound vehicle will do just fine in the sand dunes. Got all-wheel drive. Hey, technically, they're BMWs. Ah, that's right. I knew I loved them. There you go. So, very interesting childhood. Obviously, I grew up. It was in my veins. Yeah. Uh, probably the funniest part of this story is when... Uh, Years later, we moved back, and my uh, my past job, my old CEO, bought the first Bentley GT. Uh, when those f- came back out, he lets me borrow it for a Sunday. I drive it home, pull into the driveway at my parents' house, try and get my dad to come out in the driveway. He won't. He finally comes out there, and he's like, oh, is that the new Bentley? That's cool. Turns around, walks right back to the couch. <laughs> Good care, lass. I was like... Been there, done that, <laughs> seen it. So now, you, you, you were born in... So I was actually born in Kuwait. In Kuwait. And moved here when I was three. And you moved here. Okay. Yeah. It, right to Seattle, actually. Why Why did they... So Choose did you, Seattle? Yeah. Why did they Why did they sell the dealership? What happened? Yeah. So, I mean, the turmoil was pretty clear. Even... It was evident back then. I mean, it's surprising if you lived in the Middle East that Desert Storm took that long to actually happen. So... It was the plot of Rambo. <laughs> Rambo 3? Yeah. Rambo 3. That's what it was. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Rambo sold Rolls Royces. No, the, I remember <laughs> the pre-Desert Storm. The, the war oh, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's a complex history. <laughs> I mean, you look at one of the smallest cities in the world, being one of the richest cities in the world. Yeah, surrounded by very, very large countries that would love to absorb that little tiny piece of land. Oh, I, I wasn't thinking of us politically. I was thinking, oh, you know, we sold the dealership and we're moving to Seattle. No, no. no. <laughs> I didn't think political. That all makes sense. Now. Yes. Okay. Yeah, God bless the USA. A little hard to get to sometimes. But man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of... Yeah, it's it's funny talking to older generations that have moved here to escape. Like I've, uh, Friends like co-workers are with who moved, uh, escaped Iran during the, the revolution over there. Yeah. Really crazy stuff. Yeah, and you got to think of my folks with two very young boys uh, realizing that this isn't where they want to continually be fearing for their for their lives for the children's lives so uh you know and you have to remember this was 1982 83 america there was nothing better than america even in the uh paradise that we were in there was nothing better yeah. yeah so we actually as a gift from the company they gave our family a see the world tour so we had 13 stops within a year and so we traveled the world with two little kids my parents packed up, and uh, we got to go to Paris, London, all over the, the U.S., and I had family on both sides of my family. I'm sorry, who um, sent you around the world? 
The company. The company my dad used to work for. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going like Rolls or Bentley? Or? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Here's a Rolls. See the world. Okay. <laughs> that was that was the farewell yeah. from uh, to my to my dad. Understood. So we had we had family up and down both coasts and we went and visited, I mean, everywhere from Seattle to San Francisco to Houston, Dallas, uh, Maryland, Michigan, all up and down the East Coast. And uh, we came to Seattle last and uh, it must have been August because it was a beautiful day or beautiful week. <laughs> My parents really said, wow, yeah, this place is great. Blue, I mean, it's blue water and green everywhere. So uh, that's how we ended up here. We had family here as well. So, you know, we had a good uh, community um so we just loved it man and i never heard i've never heard that story before it is so cool yeah yeah i mean it's it's exciting sometimes it's quickly uh you can easily forget sometimes uh, pretty sure he experience. just told us the whole words from like that johnny cash song i've been everywhere man but other than that we'll believe it's his story <laughs> so it's fine yeah exactly i've been everywhere man <laughs> so so you, you, your parents move here and what did yeah. your father do when when they came here so what my dad did uh, for the dealership was he was he was the the head buyer basically. So uh, when someone come in, you know, we we couldn't click on a computer screen and go pick up our car, right? I mean, everything was done manually, and you better believe every option on a Rolls Royce had to be painstakingly uh, to detail. Yeah. So my dad was the one who purchased the vehicles, who actually made the buying decisions, uh, and we actually joked about it the other day of how many pages this uh, an order for a single car you would never imagine in today's technology how yeah, rigorous that process was com- you couldn't go oh yeah. show me it with a green interior show me it. yeah it's like hold on that's a 17 page form hold on yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much everything bespoke so it's just like here's yeah. the basic car now choose all your options and just Sky's the limit. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I guess it still is, really. I mean, Porsche's the same way. If you have the money, they have the time, and they will let you design anything. And I'm, I know right. Bentley, and Bentley and Rolls-Royce are still, too. So. A lot yeah. of car companies are getting that way. I mean, McLaren, definitely. Oh, the MSO. Yeah, the MSO. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm even starting to see it like with like you know, the high end with like the Ford GT and like the, the new ZR1. It's, there's a bunch of kind of some bespoke options on that, too, I believe. Well, they have this. Oh, that's interesting. Eh, not really. I mean, they have the standard listing. The, they're, configurator starting, is on, they're starting to go that yeah, way. Yeah, they are starting point. to yeah. go that way more and more. It's kind of interesting. I wonder if uh, we should ask, uh, see if Genesis is going that way too. If now they're competing in that high-end market. I'm curious to see if Genesis is going to start doing the same thing. Genesis is going to take over the world. I mean, they're just, that. what they're doing with that brand is so They need incredible. an SUV. They'll have one. That's their fall right They'll now. Have one. The sedan market is in the tank right now, and the sedan, the SUV market's through the roof. So I don't know why they didn't launch an SUV when they launched the brand. I think that's kind of odd. Hmm. I don't know why more governments don't listen to us. I mean, we could just yeah, <laughs> get this done. So you move, you move to Seattle, and is your dad? Does your dad continue to be a buyer here? Like he does. He, so okay. he 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 got out of the car industry. So he actually um, went into the medical industry, uh, and he was the head buyer for PacMed. Uh, for many many years, actually, uh, he just retired this last summer. So, um, man, he was there for thirty four, thirty five years. So, God, you're old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, uh, I was three when I got here. Not that old. Yeah, that makes that's probably close to the same age. we are the we are the same age. Sure, you have a great life and a beautiful wife and children. But, you know, Dan and I are fine. I mean, for gosh sakes, Dan's got his own podcast. <laughs> Who could ask for anything more? Toyota. <laughs> oh, man, you reached deep for that one. Oh, absolutely. I remember the commercial with the people jumping at the oh, end. It was absolutely. the cheesiest thing ever. So that my was first car time, was but... a Toyota, and they made me do that. Really? They made me, like, when they delivered the car, I had to jump in the air, and they took a picture. And I'm like, are you are you kidding me? And I know why they did it. A month. I want to make him do it right now. Just see if he can do it. <laughs> Your neighbors will be pissed. Wait, wait, get a video. It's diversity. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I can do. <laughs> now, Stuart. <laughs> My vertical's not as high as it used to be, okay? <laughs> no, a month. None of our verticals are as high as they used to be, man. <laughs> I can trip, and <laughs> that's about as high as I go. <laughs> Ricky and Benji are just like rolling their eyes at us from this podcast. Our trainers are just listening to this going, what is wrong with that? So a month later, a calendar shows up and it was that picture. Yes. That was my, yeah. That's called that marketing. It's called marketing. Do you have that calendar still? Oh yeah, it's framed. Oh, you should definitely take a photo of it and send it to us because that would make a wonderful podcast. Uh, <laughs> I would love yeah, to see yeah, that actually. 
Yeah. Okay. So that that. What that, was it? Wait, hold on. Yeah. What came, no, what, that's where I'm going with that. Like, uh, let, let's talk about the cars you've had. So you yeah. started with a Toyota. Oh, it's got to be Corolla. Looking Very at first. Corolla. Oh no. Okay. So here's here's how it goes. My parents were like, "There's no way in hell we're buying you a car at 16. Like, you're way too wild." So I saved up from all the paper outs I had from when I was 12 and 13, and I had enough cash to buy a car. So it was going to be a red Civic. It's going to be a red. So it would have been like Civic. What? Uh, 96. 95, yes. 96. 95, 96. Yeah. 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 So uh, took my parents to go see the red Civic tinted windows. All it needed was rims and exhaust. Used. Intake. Used. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. used. A couple years old. Not too bad. Great <clears throat> first car. Yeah. I loved it. I fell in love with it. My parents were like, eh, okay. Probably don't want you in a red car. I took three days to convince them that I needed to have it. They finally said, it's your money. I was so excited. They took me for a ride to the dealership. And it had sold. Oh. First car gone. Second car. Second option at a car. Nissan 240SX. Ooh, that's a great first car. White. All the options. Had heads-up display in the 90s. Thing was way ahead of its time. Oh, so somebody just cut a hole in the back of the dash and it just happened to shine <laughs> up there. Fla- yeah, exactly. Put a flashlight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was even up. an option. I, I know. I, I, know I, I remember it was just, I was amazing. I mean, that was a miracle back then. But it was I mean, like it was incredible. Lock letters like you see on an alarm clock. That's, uh, yeah. the, the Chevys had that. The Pontiacs and the Chevys had That's the heads of display. Yeah. Like yeah. really old school, yeah. Way back in the day, yeah. yeah. I'm sure Cadillac must have created that. Probably. They Maybe. created every option and then GM just trickle down because that's what you need the big cat i think there's something on the road it's the speed limit ahead just drive that way <laughs> usually it was flashing to go faster yeah <laughs> remember when they had that heat vision uh, cadillac was the first one i think they're the first ones to come out with that built-in thermal camera in the front so you could see like uh, oh yeah, yeah you could, you could they, see deer a small or whatever, child yeah. playing in the road in the middle of the forest yep that never made sense to me. with one deer. That Cat- Cadillacs sense. don't see those. <laughs> they go right. <laughs> they go right through. You see that? No, but anyway, no. so the 240SX, Nissan 240SX, brought my uncle over to go check it out. Who was a mechanic? Chassis completely jacked. Yeah. Car number two shot. Who would have thought with a 240SX, a rear wheel drive sports yeah, car, that's that was weird. affordable? Yeah, it's, it's weird. weird. It was used. I mean, it sounded cool when it started. Uh, that one I lost sleep on. I was I had some major dreams of driving I feel that like car. This story could go on long enough that Lone Tavy's gonna be like, and then I bought my BMW a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, to be honest, I don't think I've had that much of an exciting car history. So I finally ended up buying a Camry, a 1990 white Camry. You're just at full dad mode before it even Through started. Some, oh man, hey, AC power windows. I'll take it. I'll I take almost it. bought a Ford Taurus show one time. I didn't oh, know what it was, man. Yeah. 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 Yamaha V6. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Great lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, kind of a funny funny dilemma. I, I, I get this Camry, drove it like a Porsche. That's That was kind of the joke in high school. I drove that thing like it might as well have been a Porsche. Um, I don't know how that car survived. I had like 300,000 miles on this car. Well, it's a not. Camry, so that's how it survived. It just wouldn't die. It literally, I had to donate it to a Young Life, uh, a kid at Northwest College doing Young Life. I donated it to him, and the thing just kept going. You're doing things for God? Here's a car that's going to break down. <laughs> Bye. Oh, it was it was as solid as they come. That thing never broke no, down. No, teach you about prayer. <laughs> <laughs> learn to pray, learn to pray on the side of the road. This is called faith building. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You better hope it runs on a faith and a prayer. <laughs> so I finally get my first job, pharmaceutical sales, Johnson & Johnson, company car, all the fun perks. And they hadn't given me my company car yet. They said, hey, we just got word from the fleet company that there's a car up in Everett. It's in a storage unit. We don't know what it is, so you're just going to have to go pick it up. And I'm, I'm literally, if I'd known, I would have never made the trip to Everett. But I get up there. I know what some of the options are. I get up there. I kid you not. It was like being on the Wheel of Fortune, waiting for the door to open. And my boss at the time knew how much I love cars. And I don't know if he knew what was behind the door, but he definitely made a big deal out of it. And he unlocks the door and he slides it up a little bit. I look down and all I can see is the tread on the rear tires. And I'm like, oh, this looks decent. Like these aren't just normal grandma tires. And he keeps going further and further. I see a dual exhaust. I'm thinking, okay. I think I just hit the jackpot. 
And then he got a little bit further, and I saw those letters across the bumper. P O N T I. It was a Pontiac oh. Grand Prix. Oh. <laughs> it's a Pontiac Grand Prix, black on gray. Yeah, but I'm sure it had the nicest like plastic interior you can get. Oh man, that pleather was plush. <laughs> and that gorgeous orange rust to just set it all off. <laughs> so there was uh, there was some. Uh, I don't know what you'd call that. There was some deliverance from enduring that car. Uh, I did whatever I could to break it. Because if you break a car, they just send you a new one. Ooh. So I was trying whatever I could yeah, to hit the it miles. so well the first time. Oh, so mad. So anyways, the Grand Prix, believe it or not, it was a pretty nice car for free. For free, yeah. The price was Gas, right. everything was paid for. So Funny here I... story. I didn't make the Ballard Bridge. <laughs> uh, new car? <laughs> so... Uh, I learned that, you know, when someone else is paying for the gas, you might as well run the AC 365, 24-7. So, apparently, Pontiac compressors weren't made for that. So, we threw that bad boy right into the shop. You're just a part polar bear. I think that old 3.86 probably wasn't made for a whole lot of anything. You know, I was I was surprised, to be honest with you. Not, I mean, it was never my favorite was car. This but new, was this car new? Newish, yeah, it was probably a year or two old. Wow, it's a fleet car, right? So they get rid of them every yeah, two years. Yeah, so just get, picking up the Enterprise leftovers. Yeah, but yeah. You, you, yeah. you got to think about it. Like somebody really wanted to get rid of that car where they hid it away, so you. Oh could have man, it. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Trust me, it was like at the top of its two years. I'll tell you that. So uh, I broke it, and uh, I got to have the brand new Chrysler 300. <laughs> oh, that's not a bad company car. That's a nice no, company that car. was yeah. that was the best thing I could have done. Until they told me, uh, yeah, this is meant for uh, management. So I had the car for like an entire summer. That was great. Huh. Um, but again, old man sedans. That's all I was. That's all I was driving. So here I, mean, I am. Like, you didn't like have it for a day. You had it for a whole summer. Then they came back and said, Yeah, like two months probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. That doesn't sound so bad. So then, I mean, here's the dilemma though. I'm making more money than I ever have. I've always dreamed of buying a BMW, and how. How does it make any sense to buy a car when your gas, maintenance, everything's paid for on this car? Like, it was just, why would you have a car payment to, you know? So I I, I, I struggled with this because I'm driving a Pontiac when I could be driving a Beamer, you know? So I did the responsible thing because it's the Indian way. And I waited. They took the 300 away from me. I got to custom order my own. Subaru Legacy wag or uh, sedan. That is, it, Nick's all happy over here. So I'm that, a that huge really Subi fan. Yeah, well, the pharmaceutical uh, this, sales rep car. The medical sales. I have another friend who's in uh, medical sales, and she she got a new Legacy as her company car. She actually loves it. So good for her. Hi, Danielle. It wasn't the GT, so this thing was just a gutless wonder. That little two liter flat four. Yeah, it was. And I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think back how long ago. This is 2005, 2000. Oh, well, Legacy. It would have been two five six. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I had, I had a, the last one I had was a 2000 Legacy Wagon that was... Don't go anywhere, though. The wagons Slowly. were cool. No, it did. <laughs> Slowly. That's the problem. <laughs> so, anyways, it was a great, great car. Cars. No, was, yeah, I mean... But the second uh, I made the decision that I was, I was done there, went straight for the Beamer. So... Uh, never, never looked back. That's how we met his wife. Never looked back. That's <laughs> right. You've only had two jobs? Really? No, no, no. I've oh. had several in between there. That's just oh, when okay. I had to get the new car. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. going, wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're doing well now. The 330, the 535s are great cars. Yeah, I really enjoy them. I mean, they're good cars. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I like that chassis. I've always liked that chassis. I mean, and I'm interested to see what BMW does in the future because, I mean, I'm looking at like... The E-chassis or the F-chassis? His chassis. The chassis. E46? E46. 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 Well, no, yeah. the E46 that I have, but I'm talking about his 5 Series. Oh. oh, the F chassis. Yeah. yeah, the F chassis. Yeah, and I'm but I'm looking at what BMW is doing. Like they just released that that M8, that new. Oh yeah. Grand Coupe. Like I mean, that's mm. going to be a hell of a car. Yeah, that. I want to know when they're going to stop. I can't keep up with the chassis numbers anymore. I, yeah, BMW. It, that's a an art amongst itself. If you're not like all the BMW guys, are like we're talking about, is easy. I'm like, well, that's because you eat, breathe, and sleep BMW. <laughs> no, but it used to be easy when it was an E30 or an E46. I mean, it was like just stick with it. No, it was easy when the numbers represented the motors too. You had a 318 Ti, you had a 1.8 liter yeah. four cylinder, you had yeah. a 325, you had a 2.56, and now it's like all jacked. It up. doesn't mean anything. No, <laughs> it's just like no, well, it really does. But when we all grew up, BMWs were easy because you could have a three series. Five series, yeah. seven series. That was and it. if you lived in a nice neighborhood, and somebody had an eight series. eight series. And now it's like you can have any number you would you like a BMW thirty two Z? We can make that for you. 
I think we should blame Audi for that because they're yeah, the ones is. that started it. It really is. They yeah. went for the in-betweeners. And they all look the same. They're just slightly yeah. longer versions of the same car. With the same motor. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's... They're just, they've got a shrink, shrinking or an expanding Well, and machine. now they have the A5 four-door, which makes no sense. Which is just a smaller version of the A7. Six. No, what's the one with the, like, the really slant Oh, yeah, back? the slantback is the seven. Yeah, yeah then the, I thought the A5 was the, the slantback. Yeah, the new A5 sedan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Who's on first? Exactly. Because they have the A5 Coupe, and they have the S5 Coupe, yeah. and the RS5 Coupe. And don't forget about the, 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 the SUVs. Then BMW had to make their X-Series, and now... You know BMW's got an X9 coming out? X9? Well, it's going to take on the, the Mercedes... Uh, what's the, the GLX? The G-Wagon and the Volkswagen Atlas that nobody knows exists. Hey, I drove that car. It's actually not too shabby. Oh, no, it looks they're really just, nice, actually. I've seen a few of them around here. They're but. just a little tinny. Well, I mean, it works so well when Volkswagen brought out the Phaeton. I mean, that at, everybody bought one of those. <laughs> why would, why wouldn't you go out and buy a $90,000 Volkswagen? 120 if you got the W12 option. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was working at a body shop uh, that was right next to Pignatero and Everett at the time. And I'll never forget, I found out those things had aluminum trunks. Because the owner of uh, Joe Pignatero had one, and it came with a damaged rear trunk. Oh, man. The trunks were all aluminum, and so they shipped them. But every time you ship an aluminum hood, well, back then, the shipping was not as nice as it is now. It's strange how much of a difference it makes over the years that Amazon came in. But every we, we went through, I think, three of them before we got one that was straight. The rest of them were all folded all and dented. Bent? We're like, we're not going to put body filler on a brand new aluminum trunk oh, for a brand new man. car. For the owner. For the owner. Of a yeah, dealer. Exactly. So, okay, I, never, so I never understood that. Like, I mean, can you imagine you know, pulling up to the valet and like, hey, there's my $120,000 Volkswagen. What's up? Can, the you, keep going, can you keep it up top? So you couldn't get the uh, Audi? <laughs> Yeah, or the Mercedes or the BMW or anything else. You should really get a C63. They're really reliable. Oh, man. Not that again. There comes the vein. Okay, so I got to ask. Ugliest BMW, in your opinion? Oh. Uh, that 5 Series hatchback thing that, that came the out. The GT. Remember, it, yeah. and it came out before they released the 5 Series. Remember, like that new body style like yours, they, and they released the GT, and then they made a 3 Series version of it when I thought it couldn't get it. Oh, man. It's like that's BMW horrific. said, you know what we should make? A Pontiac Aztec. I was going to say the, X, <laughs> the X6. <laughs> Dude, you guys just nailed it. Those, I are, hate the X6 those are the two ugliest cars that I've ever seen well, BMW the X6 make. The X6 is just that ugly 5 Series GT lifted. with lifted, yeah. yeah. And that's, then, they made, that's then true. they made an M version. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Which is really fast and probably drives great, but I could never get over how it's just so ugly. Hill. Remember Clarkston trying to get the X6M up the hill and it was just slipping? Yeah. Those, oh, man. Those are always so unfair. It's like, let's take the, the SUV with Z-rated, completely you know street tires up off-road and then judge it. I'm like, <laughs> come on. What are you doing? What are you doing asking questions on Dan's podcast? I don't think you're supposed to do that. <laughs> I signed a waiver that said I wouldn't ask questions. What's your favorite food? <laughs> Just kidding. Candy bars. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I'm telling everybody this because everybody needs to know this. So I did uh, the driver's date night, which is on dancedrives.com. If you go look for that specific drive, it's my most popular one on there. It's if you're a driver and you want to go for a date night, I, I highly recommend it. You'll have some f- fun. Your date will get to know you. But it ends at Salish. And if you're, oh, if it's awesome. an early date, go up to the attic. If it's a really yes. serious date, go down below. And it's all in there. But I went to the attic the other night, and I had... It's a great date. Make a reservation. Yes, and ask for the private booth. Um, <laughs> they do have one. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, you just have to ask for it. No extra charge. But anyway, I went up there just, just for to hang out, and um, I ordered the Hawaiian pizza they've had. and I've never had it before there. It is life-changing. Really? Is, and I am a pizza connoisseur, unfortunately. But, really? Interesting. No, no, he's... Um, Dan, passionate Dan's about passionate this. about this. Like you would have thought that that, that that Jesus Christ Himself came on that pizza and looked at Dan and said, "Life is different now." <laughs> yeah, it's a game changer. You got a yeah. thing for pineapples? I'm, I do. I'm I like pineapple and everything. Teriyaki burgers. We're probably going to lose some listeners off that. I've <laughs> I've realized that people like think pineapple is the greatest thing on pizza, or they're like, "What is wrong with?" Oh you? no, it's a love hate. I mean, oh you yeah, either there's hate no it or in love between. It. They're like, "Oh, I can yeah. take it or leave it." I can it. send people That's off true. because growing up, and I'm still addicted to this. My mom used to put well, no, pineapple. Don't. And sauerkraut. Yeah, I'm, I'm with George. It's 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 a sweet and sour thing. I'm okay. Well, I mean, to each their own. My my wife I'm loves sure sauerkraut. Never so anything in your life that I would find disgusting. No. Yeah. Yeah. This so, wasn't built in a day. <laughs> you want to take your wife up for a nice drive? Take her up there, or you just want to go hang out with friends? Because that's all I was doing. Just head up there, and uh, the attic doesn't take reservations. No, it's the not, attic's great. Yeah, and so. You go up there and you ask for that pizza. That Hawaiian pizza, it'll change your life. So 
when I first, probably the first year or two, th- first three years we got married, we would go up there early December and we'd go up like on a Thursday or a Wednesday night and we'd go up early and we'd grab, because in the attic there's three or four seats that are right on the window yeah. that are actually better view than the expensive restaurant yeah, below. Yeah, way better. So what we'd do is we'd go grab dinner there for happy hour and then as it got a little bit later, we'd actually give up our view because it was dark and we'd go to the other end of the attic where they have uh, little private, they're like cove windows. Yeah. Like little private areas, and that's what we do. That's where we do our little Christmas gifts to each other. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, before Christmas, so that that was kind of a really fun tradition. And then uh, we had our son Kingston, and he came up with us for the last one that we did, and he slept under the table the whole time in the car seat. It was amazing. That's adorable. Jordy yeah. has the cutest kids on the planet, by the way. <laughs> I'm not going to argue there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God they look like his wife. Seriously, <laughs> I'll give her all the credit on that one. Uh, another thing, if you go up to the attic. Uh, to at Salish. So if you go up there next door, if you go up there and it's packed and you can't get a seat, which is often if you go up on the weekends, I tell, right. every, I tell everybody to go up like Tuesday through Thursday or Monday through Thursday. Those are your best nights to go. Yeah. It's, it's not a very good weekend spot because it's so busy. But if you are stuck waiting a little bit, be nice to the hostess, which you should always do anyway, and ask if the conference room next door is available. You can't eat in there, um, but you can go hang out there where they have a private balcony which overlooks the falls. And that's be, the best view in the whole hotel. That's the best view. Yeah, exactly what he said. That's the best view in the whole hotel. And obviously, I mean, if you just want to take it, if you've got a date up there, that's what you do. Well, they give, can you take a drink in there? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so you can order a drink and just walk next door. Like, leave your tab open, of course, obviously. But, I mean, it's, it's one of those places, idea. like with any place, as long as you're just really humble and nice, they're pretty happy there. I mean, the service there is 10 out of 10 every time, so... Yeah. And the valets won't mess up your car. So Yeah, they know they get some nice cars up there. It's yeah. summertime it's a car show up there. And yeah, they usually just leave mine right up front, which is pretty great. Not the Audi. But yeah. Um the other fun spot at Salish while we're giving them the the plug, uh, they have a library yeah. right behind the front desk. And that's another great place to just order a coffee and go hang out in there. Um, they got a huge fireplace. It's during Christmas time. They have the tree decorated out there. I mean, that's why we just love going up in December because it's it just feels like Christmas at the lodge. It's just amazing. I'll take you there, Nick. I'll take you there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Nick was giving him this look the whole time, like I really want to go out there. Can I go with you guys? <laughs> He's cuddly. I don't care what you say. <laughs> it's called fluffy. <laughs> what, are the, what are the levels no what? nick no, stop no, what, nope uh, no, nope no, nope no. <laughs> don't make me mark this explicit nick. don't even don't even <laughs> no, go there no 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 no, no. Uh, gabriel iglesias oh. he's like like there's there's fluffy and big and damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that was pretty good yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well, let's, let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll try not to talk more about fluffy <laughs> there's more of us to love <laughs> we'll be right back Hey, this is Nick from Rain City Supercars. This part of the podcast is brought to you by M Squared Fitness. Personalized fitness, personalized performance. Find M Squared Fitness online at m2-fitness.com. Mention Rain City Supercars, get your first session free. And we're back with our special guest, Jordy, from 425 Magazine. And in case you don't know, and I was a little confused by this, there's two publications. There's 425 Magazine, and then there is 425 Business, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, and I guess 425, the, the, the main 425 is the one that most people are, are familiar with. And biz, the business edition has been around for how long? Yeah, four years. Or, four years. Uh, okay. Three and a half. Three, three and a half. half. Yeah. So again, we launched that publication uh, three and a half years ago at the Bellevue Art Museum. Uh, just a really fun event, and it's just continued to grow. 425 has been around for so long that most people know that one the, you know, the best. It's, it's a lifestyle publication. It's about restaurants. Where do you shop? Where do you eat? Where are the best neighborhoods? Where's the best chef? Where's the best whiskey? Where's the best drink? I mean, it is purely lifestyle, design, fashion. So that's what people are used to, and it really was geared towards women. I heard whiskey. Did you hear whiskey? I heard whiskey. <laughs> I heard whiskey. Yeah. yeah, that's all you needed to hear. So the women who drink whiskey. We heard the women. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, women and whiskey. Oh yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's another event. Hey, Woodenville, need to sponsor us, please. <laughs> Woodenville whiskey. That's right. Yeah, good stuff. We always park out in front of their lovely establishment. Yeah, I have, we have tons of photos. Yeah, right up front. That's yeah. right. Well, because we go to the fire pit at uh, Hollywood all the time. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Should just have them bring out an entire bottle of their rye. I'll take any of it. Put a straw he, in it. He had uh, a bottle of their what was the was the limited edition the small batch the small batch yeah 
that oh man that's the only whiskey that i've drank it's like i had one and i was like i'm good i, I, can, <laughs> I can taste colors <laughs> <laughs> well i have to say that i was not a fan in the beginnings of woodenville whiskey it was just it was harsh and then they hit that five-year mark and after it had aged for five years in the barrel, I was going to say, it's almost like they aged it or something. <laughs> <laughs> for like five years or something. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, after it hit that five-year mark, oh, man, it was, a yeah, whole, it was a whole other whiskey. So I love that place. Uh, the girls in the tasting room are phenomenal. They just they know their product. They love to share the, the what, the where, the why. And that um, syrup. Oh, Oh Yo, man, that man. bourbon syrup! That bourbon syrup, <laughs> incredible. It, yeah, that's a game changer. I Canadian maple syrup is you know or Virginia from here wherever. That's like where it's all famous for. Oh no, it's whiskey maple syrup that it's aged, it's aged in the bourbon in the whisk, barrels. In the bourbon barrels, yeah. yeah. And that's it's literally like a it's a dessert sauce. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. I Maybe we should cream. just sit out there with like one of those waffle makers from like you know you know Holiday Inn and make waffles for people. That's a can, done yeah, deal, right? I'm in. See, I'm in. I know. I sponsored I can, by four two five. Feel myself getting fatter. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you getting fatter. <laughs> I actually hear you getting fatter. Shut up, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a great line. So so we launched four two five business, and the main reason we did that is. Nobody was telling the story of what was happening here on the east side as far as business goes. We already had a lot of these folks as clients, and they were begging for it. And so we did a really great job of capturing the east side, building the networks, being a part of the community, and giving back to the community. And we thought, why would we not do that with our business community here? So we launched 425 Business. It was a mix between Fast Company meets Esquire meets Men's Health. We were modern. We were fresh. It was incredible. I mean, it was it was so much fun to be a part of the launch of that, and it's just continued to grow and continue to be kind of the modern, uh, you know, threshold for for publications. I mean, if you think about the East Side, if you think about Washington, I mean, there hasn't been a lot of new publications launched. So when we launched, I mean, we set the bar. It was incredible, and and this falls even within our own brands. We also own South Sound Magazine. We just recently acquired a new publication that was the Business Examiner. Uh, we're rebranding it as South Sound Business, and it's going to fall under Premier Media Group. And it's just incredible. And we've learned uh, that every time we launch a new publication, we raise the bar, and it trickles down to all our publications. And then what's fun to watch is when it trickles down to all the competitors across the water. Other people. <laughs> yes. It's amazing how websites start to look real familiar after a while. So, uh, you know, we won't name any names, but we just love what we're doing. We love this community on the east side. We love how it's growing and for me, I just love to watch the car community continue to grow. Well, like you said, I mean, the the comparison, like, you know, you're, 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 you've got like Men's Health and, and Esquire in there, you know. A lot of people compare this podcast like that. I mean, we always tell people we're kind of like Hooters meets Taco Bell. So, I mean, it's, it's a real different niche. I mean, you know, that Dan has put together for his podcast. It's called and, the epitome of health. And yes, yeah. I came up with that whole line just to get to that Hooters versus Taco Bell. I'm not ashamed of my bad humor. Um, no. Great, now I'm hungry. I absolutely love sitting down and reading the articles in, in your magazines because they really do engage you. Like, And we were talking yeah. about this off, off of off of the podcast about you know how Dan and I have ADHD and it takes a lot to keep our attention but it really it the way the articles are written really informs you well and keeps your attention which I really like which well, is tough business is yeah. absolutely just booming and popping up left and right over here it's it's good good to hear a good pulse on it it is and it, and it's challenging i mean we're not necessarily i mean Kemper Freeman was one of our, our one of our you know first covers but that wasn't that was, I mean, we he did come, that. Is he an up and coming architect or something? Or what? People know <laughs> no. he's kind of a big deal around here. Oh, kind is of he? a big okay, deal. Yeah. He is owns he the reason many why I blocks. I can't get into my house during Christmas because <laughs> the, the, the snow like fairies down there. That's not an insult. There's actually women that are running around like fairies. Um, <laughs> no, it's a literal thing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally fairies. Yeah. Hey, you know what? That's your fault. You could be selling front row heated tickets in here. Man, who? Hot chocolate. Kids would be watching. Well, Dan has always wanted to buy me that neon sign that said "Live Nudes," but I don't know how well it would go. 
you can see Nick's apartment from Bellevue Way. And so I try to rev it up every time I go past. Or Oh, that's a great idea. Now every I'm time gonna, I go past, I just floor I'm going to honk now every you time. you know how many people that, like, people that figure out where I live down just do that? Just honk? Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. I'll, get the, I'll hear the, whoa, and something, and then I'll get a text. Like, that was me. It was Dan or Jenna or anybody. It was just funny. Like, people, <laughs> yeah, so I like it. It's, it's good to be known for that. I'm going to go find my original Camry, and I'm just going to light it up yeah. right in front of your house. <laughs> Nicest hamster mobile coming by. <laughs> what, it what? The, did it have the Camry dent? Bro, it was, well, it had the rippled bumper after I got rear-ended, had the loudest system at my high school, probably, tinted windows, and I didn't go for the, I didn't go for the rim upgrade. I went for the hubcap upgrade that looked like rims. I remember that. I used to get them from Shucks. Oh, man. No, mine were a little bit nicer than those. Oh, they were better than that. I see how it is. (laughs) I had five spokes on the original 92 Subaru Legacy Wagon. What, what? Oh, was that your original? On the snow rims. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Hey, those things can uh, those things can break that rear end loose real nice. I remember buying hubcaps that were spinners. Oh man, that's embarrassing. Yeah, that's really embarrassing. Ooh. We should probably just cut this. Yeah, off right <laughs> so that was last week. Um, really hard to find for 19s on a BMW, by the way. <laughs> um, going back to 45 business, I mean, I think what we're really about is telling the stories of just these amazing people doing business, creating jobs, creating technology here that otherwise wouldn't have a mouthpiece. Uh, you know, my publisher all the way down to my editor-in-chief, to my editors, we're all about writing inspiring stories. We're not breaking news. You'll never see, you know, breaking news of what's happening unless we have some sort of interesting, you know, relationship where they want to give us an exclusive. But that's not, that's not what we do. We write inspiring stories and we get people excited about what's happening here. Breaking um, news, I always wait like a week to read anyway so I can see if it would actually happen. The real thing? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, and we, we do a lot of really fun events. We, lo- we love to highlight our partners. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to necessarily advertise with us, but be engaged with our brand. Um, you know, people, people talk about how print is dead. And I, I just have to address the fact that our subscription rate just continues to grow and grow and grow. People love what we do. And we have an engaged brand. And I think the key for us um, is the relevance of it. You're gonna you're gonna see the cover and you're gonna recognize that person. They might be a coworker, a competitor, a next door neighbor. It's just so relevant. I mean, you'll always find something that's happening in your neighborhood that you didn't know about or a new restaurant. It's just incredible. So that brings up a good point. How can people find Four Two Five Magazine? Where where would they go to get their subscription, or where would they find it if they wanted to buy it in print? Absolutely. So I mean, you're going to see us everywhere out in the community, waiting rooms, in in room distribution. Where yeah, we're I, in I all don't the high end hotels. I mean, I, I, you know, I, that seems wrong. I don't know. Well, I pay my dentist a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's in those waiting rooms a lot more than most, so he probably sees every it's issue. Court ordered, but yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, obviously, you can sign up on any of our websites: fortifiedmagazine.com, fortifiedbusiness.com. Um, we're on newsstands, Costco sells us, all the Kroger brands, QFC, um, you know, you can find us, yeah, you can you find us anywhere. PCC, someone, Whole Foods, they all carry us. Okay. And, and if someone wanted to get a hold of you personally for yeah. an advertising opportunity or, or a great opportunity to work with 425 Magazine, how would they go about that? Yeah. Um, we love to be engaged with our brands. Um, you know, we come in, we, we really, there's no pitch. I love meeting with folks and learning about their business. I came from the VC side. I've worked in startup before. So when I come in and meet with people, I l- truly love hearing their marketing strategy, their passion of the why of what, why they do what they do. Um, and so when we come in, if it's a good fit, if it's a good partnership, then, then, then we do business together. So um, I love connecting and just hearing people's stories. That's what we do. We tell stories and um, you know, the biggest challenge if you're an east side business is how do you get in front of this audience? Um, there's many different ways, but the most easy, true to form, honest way is to get in front of them through print. Uh, we heard kind of an interesting story of, you know, from a digital side, people are now so aware when you look at the Facebook thing that just happened, we're so targeted from a digital standpoint that all that advertising is so focused and directed that we don't even know, you know, we know we're being sold to. Yeah. Whereas if you think about print, none of the, I mean, you're not being targeted. And you're looking just, at what appeals to you. It yeah. changes. That was, I, I, it, yeah. it brings me back to my childhood where I, all the car magazines that we all read. Yeah. Where I read a lot of those magazines for the ads. 
It yes. was that's how I knew about Tire Rack. That's that's why they did so well. I remember looking at all the wheels in Tire you Rack. Always knew where it was in Motor Trend. Yeah, exactly. Like, absolutely. And yeah. uh, WeatherTech. WeatherTech floor mats. Boy, they go big time. And yeah, exactly. Valentine One. I mean, like all those things still jump out. Erectile dysfunction. Oh, that's different. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, and you can't, you can't forget the article that everybody knows in the back of Motor Trends. It was the rubber key things that went over your key fobs. Oh, right. In multiple, oh, yeah. in multiple yeah. neon colors. Yes. Is it sea monkeys? <laughs> sea monkeys? Yeah. Oh, sea monkeys. Yeah. No, but uh, I'd love to connect with you guys. I mean, if anyone has questions about connecting with us, connecting with the brand, being a part of our events, sponsorships, uh, wanting to get into the magazine, print, doing advertising, uh, I'd love to connect with you guys. Uh, you can always email me. Uh, my email is jordy at 425business.com. I think Dan will have it on the... Yep, I'll put it on the website. It's J-A-U-R-D-E-Y at 425business.com. And I keep wanting to call him Jordy LaForge because my head is forever <laughs> buried in Star Trek, the next generation. But yeah. Well, we might have a new receiver coming our way, Jordy Nelson, so I'm yeah. hoping for that. Well, and, and, you'll, and they can, of course, find you and sometimes your family members at Exotics. Absolutely. You're, you're with us every, about every Saturday, a, a wonderful participant. And like you said, find your email. So. And yeah. Yeah. The reason we, the whole reason we even brought you on, I mean, obviously we try and bring our friends on who are active in the community. It's never just hanging out with our friends or people that you are going to run into and talk to. If you see Jordy out there, say hi. But I mean, <laughs> we've had, I mean, a, a, lot, a lot of our listeners are already customers of yours, which is really funny. I mean, yeah. that just happened to end up that way. That is not how we met. And it's just, like I said, we talked about it in the beginning. It's a small world. Yeah, it, it truly is. I mean, it's just fun. I mean, good people tend to yeah. tend to stay together, tend to network and together. And some bad people tend to get together too. So uh, yeah, we got a couple <laughs> rotten apples. I don't know how they got it. Exactly. <laughs> you, you can smell it. <laughs> I told you to help you bury that. <laughs> no questions. It's, it's not dead yet. No questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, before we go to prison. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. no proof. Thanks for coming in. We really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're a busy man, um, and it sounds like you have a, a lot of fun doing what you do. So Thanks I definitely do. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much. This has yeah. been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks again, Jordy, and it. to all our listeners, of course. Don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.